Hello, and welcome to the Gears and Chronos podcast. This is Alexander. Hello, this is Dennis. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode number 19. So today we'll be going over um, our trip, I think it was two weeks ago, right? To watch Time New York as well as Wind Up. I guess we'll, we'll just talk about, you know, our experience and you know, what we saw and, you know, things that we liked about it. And, um, but besides that, how have you been? Been good. I, um, under the the weather for a bit with a seasonal cold, but other than that, just uh, trying to enjoy the fall weather as it uh, gets closer to Thanksgiving. Um, not too much uh, watch stuff to report, obviously, other than going to the shows, which we'll be talking about. But uh, yeah, still trying to figure out what to watch I want to get next. But uh, so yeah. that's kind of on the yeah. periphery. But uh, how about you? Yeah, pretty much the same, uh, same as you. Um, I, I think we were sick like the same time. So yeah, it's been it's been mostly just staying home. Haven't really been wearing any watches or doing anything watch related. But yeah, yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean, as you saw, I put my winter tires on, so that was like the one exciting thing that I did in the past like two weeks. And yeah, it's pretty pretty much it. Other than that, just chilling. That's good yeah. to hear. Yeah. So, um, want to dive into the uh, main topic? Sure, sure. Yeah, sounds good. So I guess should we just start with watch time since that was like the first uh, first part of the day? Yeah, sounds um, good. Uh, what was your uh, overall impressions of it? Uh, I thought it was it was interesting. Like I told I told you earlier, I thought the venue was probably like one of the, the nicest. Like I, I've never been in that building before, but I thought it was one of it was it was just perfect for what it was. It wasn't that big. It wasn't small. But it was like, I guess it's like an old bank that got converted into this kind of like convention hall thing. But it, it, it was beautiful. And I, I mean, like our first stop was like Longa on the second floor and um, just looking over like the balcony area and you could see all, all of the all of the uh, booths down there and all the people like just really cool. This is such a cool environment, such a cool like place. Yeah, I guess going into it, like I, I didn't know. I don't know as much as you do about a lot of these brands um a lot of these independent brands and like some of the stuff is kind of like over my head and i'm like all right like you know maybe i don't i don't understand a lot of the like appeal and like everything that surrounded surrounds like these brands but um i just i just thought it was really cool and everybody there was like you know everyone's super nice super enthusiastic people working there people walking around yeah definitely definitely cool it was it was crowded though. There's a lot of people, that's for sure. But yeah, what about you? What were your uh, first, you know, impressions? Um, yeah, I I had been my first time was in 2019 before the pandemic, so it was uh nice to come back to it. Uh, it was nice to see all those people again, just because having not gone to crowded places uh since the pandemic, so it was definitely nice to have some sense of normalcy again. And um, just see, because I'd, I'd known a couple of people there, um, such as um, Roger Ruger, who's the editor-in-chief of Watchtime Magazine, uh, who put on the event. They had a uh, him and a bunch of the other editors there. Uh, so it was nice to catch up with him. And it was nice to see some familiar faces. It was, uh, I, I wouldn't say a homecoming, but it's kind of nice to like see those people again, just because it's a relatively small hobby. And you kind of get to know just some of the players and just things like that. So it's uh, definitely, definitely nice to have that, that sense of normalcy back. And it was um, definitely fun to see all those um, brands. There are some of the brands that hadn't been there before. Um, some returned. 
But yeah, definitely going to that Longa boutique first as like, not the boutique, but the stand. Mm, yeah. Uh, I'd never really um, seen their Odysseus model, which is their, like their sports line. That's like similar in the same level of watches, like Patex, uh, Nautilus, and AP's Royal Oak. I mean, obviously not the same stature in the sense of the legendary uh, stature of those watches, but I mean, at the same level and getting to try one of those on was definitely, uh, definitely really exciting for me because it definitely cemented that I w- would like to own one one day. I mean, it's definitely up there in uh, price and stuff like that, but it's definitely something I could see myself owning one day. Um, yeah. Definitely cemented that, uh, cemented that interest. Um, for me, that was definitely a, a highlight of the watches that I, um, saw there, but it was definitely fun to yeah talk to everyone and just see all the different watches. Um, but yeah, did you have a highlight of a watch that you saw? There were a few. I don't remember like yeah, this is probably not good, but I don't remember like the names or or the uh, or the brands. I'm trying to think, um, it was like one of those. It was one of those watches. It was like a blue dial. It was like matte blue. Um, that's probably like not helpful at all. But I don't know. There were a few. There were a few that were standouts for me. Like that watch you were saying, the the suspects. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. How to say. Suspect. <laughs> um, that that watch. Yeah, that surprised me. That was a really cool, really interesting watch. But yeah, like like I said, like the logos kind of threw things off for me. But yeah, no, that was a that was a cool cool experience. That Braemont that you tried on, I thought was really cool too. I don't remember what model it was, but I remember seeing it on your wrist and I was like, that, that looks really, that looks really good. But yeah, other than that, like, yeah, everything was like kind of like a blur. I'm not, I'm not too sure. I don't, I don't remember like specifics, but yeah. What about you? Was there like one, two, three, ten different watches that <laughs> stood out to you? Um, I, I would definitely say that, that uh, Longa is definitely top, but, um, yeah. it was, it was definitely a lot of fun seeing that Bremont too. the, um, definitely that, that new line, uh, the longitude line with their in-house movements. Cause it, it's a really big deal bringing like, I mean, so there are some players in the UK of bringing watchmaking back, but they're to the few, they're catering to the few and they're very expensive watches, like a hundred thousand plus. Whereas this is like the first like watches that for the masses, so to speak. I mean, don't get me wrong. Bremonts are still very expensive watches, but they're a lot more obtainable and they're actually British made, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that about it. I mean, personally, I, I don't know if I'd, if I'd buy one anytime soon, but I mean, I definitely like the direction that they're going and I really applaud them for all that, uh, that they've done and just the, the level of effort that they put into bringing things back to the UK, which a lot of companies haven't done just because it takes so much more work because everything is either based in Switzerland or Japan really as like the yeah. main hub. But also the, I enjoyed seeing the Carl F. Bukuru stand. Um, I mean, I, I like, sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> I like their, their watches. I mean, like, I, I don't know if I'd buy one, but I mean, they had a lot of nice ones, but the rep there, she was very passionate and she was really into it. And I really appreciated that because it, sh- it goes to show that like having that level of enthusiasm from a representative from the brand mm-hmm. that it really is an infectious enthusiasm. And it, like it, it goes to show that having that enthusiasm, it um, makes other people interested and want to learn more about that brand. So I really like that, that she was um, that uh, passionate about it and that mm-hmm. into it. Um, and it was yeah. definitely looked good for the brand. I mean, it was I, I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. Now that you bring that up, I yeah, that's yeah. I thought I thought she. I forget her. Do you remember her name? I'm I'm not sure if I remember her name, but 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't okay. know. <laughs> but yeah, she was, she was, she was just really, uh, really nice. And she actually like, I felt like she took the time to really talk to us rather than kind of like, I want to say, I don't want to say a profile or anything like that, but I felt like she just talked to us like as if we're like her boys or whatever, you know, not like boys as in like sons, but like boys and like my boy kind of thing. So yeah, I thought, I thought that was really cool. Even though like, you know, the watches, I'm not like a huge fan, but um, it made me kind of like appreciate that kind of experience just being there or being in that in that area with um with all of those watches and stuff and yeah you had you had a good opportunity to like talk to some other people there too and she was really nice to introduce you to i think it was like her father or her someone her coworker or something um so i thought that that was also very very nice of her to do that yeah because i i i mean i don't have a ton of experience brand experience but um i mean some brands they can come off kind of snooty or kind of like mm-hmm. is it go we're, we're at a different level and you you're not there kind of feel yeah. but she definitely made like i mean she didn't she didn't know us um she didn't know us from anyone so i mean it was nice that she just like like it was so warm to us and like it was teaching us about it whereas a lot of people wouldn't take the time to do that and i think that makes or breaks a a brand in general because if someone has a bad experience initial experience they're they're going to get turned off and they're not going to yeah. be interested in that brand just because that mm-hmm. one person so i mean it goes to show that that kind of uh first contact with a brand is so important yeah um, and i think also i'm pretty sure you noticed this too but most of the people in that space were older people they're I mean, there were still people I feel like that were our age or maybe, you know, in their 30s and maybe early 40s. But um, from what I saw, like the majority of people there, they were probably like 50s, 60s, mm. um, which makes sense because they're more established. They probably have, you know, the funds to afford those kinds of watches. I I guess the event is probably geared towards that market um, rather than like me being like 25 or 26. So, I, I mean, I understand like if, if these brands are here and they have representatives and they see like um like you're a young kid like maybe you're not wearing like like an expensive watch and they like profile you but yeah no it, i think it's important that you have to realize like this isn't like a one-time deal it's kind of like you as an enthusiast like you grow like it's not like you're gonna be buying seikos like forever like you're gonna eventually you're, you'll probably make a little bit more money or you save a little bit more money and you'll probably be at a point where you can afford some of these watches and you know if you're going to an event like this and you're you have a terrible representative and they give you a bad impression like give you a bad first impression um then that turns you off already like regardless of how beautiful how nice the watches are like you know i, I think i think that's really important and that's why I, th- I thought she did a really good job yeah it's nice to see and it's like yeah. um definitely i agree with you with like the higher level of clientele there um and it was definitely like um a, a quite a bit of a noticeable difference because when we went over to um the wind up fair which was put out put on by a worn and wound uh they've been doing that for a number of years now but the clientele there is definitely quite a bit younger i would say because yeah. a lot of those yeah. brands that they had there were like more micro brands or more niche more more enthusiast more younger enthusiast level so it's definitely a much different crowd there but you could tell everyone had the same level of enthusiasm but it was definitely a totally different type of show and it was nice to show the two different sides of the the watch community and the level of um interest Mm -hmm. yeah so speaking about the wind up yeah what, what did you think about it what was uh yeah like yeah. Any thoughts about it? I really enjoyed it. It was, um, I, I definitely saw a few watches that there that piqued my interest. Um, but, um, I definitely 
just like overall enjoyed just being in the event and just mm. seeing everyone. And I mean, because I saw um, Logan Baker from um, Hodinkee, who I met the first time last time in 2019 when he had just joined the, joined the Hodinkee team. Uh, he was formerly with the watch time. Um, he's a super nice down to earth guy. Mm. Um, and it was nice to catch up with him again. Um, and he showed me a, a watch that a Zenith watch he's recently gotten. And it's just fun to have those experiences with people that you met previously, um, just catching up with them. Cause he's like, these aren't people you're going to see regularly. So it's kind of fun. Cause I mean, I'm always reading his columns and I really enjoy yeah. his writing. He's very, uh, I mean, he's a relatively young guy compared to, cause a lot of people that like write for Hodinkee, some of those guys are like in their thirties, forties, um, and older. And he's, um, I think he's like. And run twenty mid to, mid to late twenties, but I mean he's uh, super talented and he's really made a name for himself and it's uh, really great to see. I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's cool, uh, especially like since you're I mean you're somewhat new uh, to the industry, so it's like very cool for you to at least like from my perspective like to see that you're like you're you know you you know these people you're talking to these people and it's like yeah like networking is like corny but um it's it's real like it 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 means something so i i I thought it was really cool that like you're talking to these guys and and like even though it's not like you know you're not like working together or anything like that it's just you're just talking and it's like i think that that's really cool and you just have like watches as kind of like a a bonding thing between um the people so yeah i thought thought it was cool and i I think it's important for somebody like you that you're you want to go further in the industry and stuff like that. I think that's like, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. And I thought wind up was probably the better event to do something like that than watch time in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks man. I definitely yeah. agree with you. It was um, definitely more approachable because it was like yeah. um, definitely a little bit more, I wouldn't say intimidating, but definitely a little yeah, bit, lo- weird. <laughs> a little bit harder to, yeah. I guess, have access to people just because there's like so many people yeah. around. But yeah, it was like, like for example, I guess meeting Eric Wind at the mm-hmm. Wind Up Fair. I mean, he's he's a pretty well known um, in the vintage watch scene, and uh, having worked at Christie's before as a watch specialist, and then working. Uh, has started his own uh, company, uh, Win Vintage, down in Florida, and really making it. He's really made a name for himself, and it was really cool to actually meet him in person because I heard a lot about him. And mm-hmm. he's such a down to earth guy, really nice, approachable, and it's it's nice when you see that because it's like you have like these ambassadors in this this relatively small um, industry uh, industry and uh, community, and that, that there is such uh, nice, warm people. It's, it's similar with that lady from. Uh, Carl uh, F. Booker, like it's really nice to um, to see that, and it's refreshing because it's like you can actually have a conversation with them. It's like they're not just like is it is it oh well, it's like I do this and that is like, yeah, yeah. and it's like they're better than you. Is like you don't get. I I really didn't actually come to think about that day at all. I didn't get any of that vibe from any any people. Mm-hmm. It's like it's nice to see. It's um definitely is a refreshing thing because I definitely encountered in other industries you get a lot of that. So it's really nice to see that that's not really the case. Yeah, especially at Wind Up, I felt like it was the more laid back event, and it was, yeah, it was easier to to talk to people. Even though it was pretty crowded, I felt like it was more crowded than watch time. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, overall, that that was pretty cool. And they had the that defender out yeah. out front, which was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, there was also um, yeah Mike Pearson, who was a the global ambassador for uh, um, Zodiac watches. 
Mm-hmm. And they have really cool um, throwback kind of uh, 60s style divers. And it was really cool to meet him because I had a um, podcast that we both listened to, The Grey NATO. Um, he actually um, got uh, J- Jason and James together um, and they created the podcast together. So it was really cool to talk to him about mm-hmm. that. And he's a, he's another great guy, very very nice to talk to. And um, actually, yeah. one of my coworkers knew him from yeah, a previous about, job. So it was, that, yeah. it was uh, definitely... Uh, uh, fun to make that connection just because mm. I mean I didn't know the guy at all but I mean like having those connections made it easy to talk to him and it was um, yeah, really nice to actually have that kind of uh, connection in common and um, definitely a, um, a fun day for me it's um, getting to meet yeah, t- uh, yeah, a few different people and just people that I knew from before and it was um, yeah, definitely a good feeling it's cool it's cool so any any watches at windup that you thought were cool or, or nothing really I mean, I definitely really like some of um, Eric Wynn's stuff. I mean, like Mm. he had a lot of really cool, he had a few vintage um, GMT masters, um, a few vintage Zeniths there. A lot of really cool stuff. I mean, like I like a lot of the vintage stuff, but I I don't really see myself buying a lot of it because a lot of this stuff is, I mean, like, yeah, there are, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of good, um, good cheaper buys in the vintage market, but you really have to know the vintage market. Yeah. Um, before you spend a lot of money because uh, you can get burned so easily because people create fanking watches and stuff like that. So there's so many minefields yeah, to yeah, jump yeah. over and you really have to know your stuff or have someone like uh, Eric Wind that can find the watch for you and vet it for you. Mm. Um, but at that level, it's a lot higher of a level than I'm playing in. So it's not really a, an area that I see myself getting into anytime soon. But I mean, like it was definitely cool to see those pieces. And I really like a lot of the Zodiac divers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if I'd, um, buy one right now. I mean, like I, I definitely like them, but I mean, like, I feel like it, it would, um, they're definitely a lot more, um, niche because a lot of them have like really bright colors and stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, it's, they make good summertime watches, but I mean like nothing I would buy at the moment, but, mm-hmm. um, did you see any standout ones? I think the, the, the ones that stood out to me, at least the ones I, w- I was like kind of excited to see were the, uh, Autodromo ones, the, I've never seen them in person. I've only seen them on online and i remember they were promoting them was it like it was a while ago it was like jalopnik you know that site i think like the guy i forget the guy i'm forgetting the guy's name i'm forgetting like so many things but he used to like post on jalopnik i think and he used to like promote and then they would like do reviews of his watches and stuff and i always thought like wow that's like super cool it looks like a like a rev counter and stuff like that um so it was really cool seeing seeing those in in person those watches with the with the enamel dials, uh, like do you remember the Anordain? Yeah, Anordain. Yeah, th- those were those were really cool too. Great those picks. The Anordains, cool. uh, the enamel dials, they're incredible. They um, mm, yeah. some of the best uh, enamel dials, especially at that price point. I mean, a couple grand. I mean, you could spend get one of those and just incredible quality. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- their movements aren't in house or anything like that, but I mean, like they do a nice finishing on them and they're well regulated. So I mean, you're ma- you're mainly buying one of those because of the dial and the hand craftsmanship with that. Mm. So I mean, it's yeah, definitely a great piece, and they're a lot of fun and um yeah with autodroma that's uh Bat- bradley price mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah 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 i remember hearing about him actually from hodink he he uh he was on there when uh stephen pulverant uh ran the podcast uh he had uh bradley on and that's actually uh, how, how i first heard about him and he's like mm-hmm. really passionate car guy and he has a few really cool uh ferraris i think yeah. uh, one vintage ferrari and i forget the other one he had i think a Lancia. but yeah he's he an really- alpine Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Alpine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember he he showed us in in the book. Mm. That was cool. Yeah, definitely a cool guy because he's like into the car scene, um, like us, and they also into the watches too. So it was definitely cool mm. to see those two brought together. 
that was, that was really cool. I've never seen them in person. Mm. But yeah, overall, I thought, I thought it was I thought it was really cool. It was a good time for uh, for both events. So has has it? Uh, I know I know you're still like looking for watches, but has going to the, these shows have it? Has it given you like an idea of like what? I know we talked about it earlier today, but um, for the sake of the podcast, has it given you a direction as to like you know what your next watch will be? I mean, I definitely uh, I definitely want it to be a diver because I already have the dress watch cover with my Yeshia uh, uh, Lakota. And my um my Grand Seiko is a, a GMT watch, so I have mm. those two covered, and I want a diver. So diving watches definitely, I know they're definitely the area that I want to focus on. And as of right now, I'm definitely leaning towards getting another Grand Seiko, but a spring mm. drive diver, just because I accuracy to me is like really important in a watch. I mean, that's something that I really look for. Spring drive is the other than a quartz watch they're some of the most accurate watches out there and you also have the nice mechanical nature of them and that smooth uh second hand and that definitely really appeals to me so as of right now i mean that's definitely my area of interest i mean i could change yeah um it probably will <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that's that's kind of my main i guess um area of interest right now i guess for searching it have you did you find anything that i guess interested you to look at or things like that um for your collecting not not at the moment i mean as you know i i did just get that uh that doxa um you know right now no like in the immediate future no but um eventually i'd like to get like a dress piece which i'll probably wear like once a year to be <laughs> honest like i'm not gonna wear it at all so yeah i'm not too sure i'm not too sure i'm not i'm pretty satisfied with with the doxa i think that kind of satisfied my like diver diver watch craving until the sub comes in and then um you know, honestly, after that, I'm good. Like, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna be out of the game for a little bit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, once the sub comes in, maybe I'll 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 chill with the watches for a while. Yeah, I guess I'd like to get a dress piece, but like, it's not not anytime soon. I'm really not gonna wear it if I get one. So yeah, I don't know. Just focus on uh on on car stuff rather than watches. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, uh, it's all about like, um, just what you're, um, interested in and like kind of what, what you want to yeah. focus on. That's, that's the nice thing with these hobbies is that you don't really yeah. have to go that, um, go that deeper, um, get, get as many little watches that you want. So that's the fun thing with it is that it's like, it's all about what you make of it. And it's cool. There's like so many different watches at different price points where, you know, if you, if you just want to buy a new watch, like you can just pull the trigger on like something that's like not that expensive or you can really like spread it out and wait, you know, and save up. And, and that's also satisfying, too. So, yeah, I guess there's like just different ways of doing it. And yeah, it just it just sucks having so many hobbies because everything gets so expensive. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really, really fun. For sure, yeah. well, um, it's definitely been a good discussion today, and it's good to actually talk about it, talk about an event that we were actually able to go to. I mean, like, because yeah, with yeah. the pandemic and stuff like that, it's yeah. been so little of that. So it's nice to actually be able to get out and go to watch events and see stuff in person. Yeah, and it was the first time in, in the city for me uh, for a while, and you too, right? You yeah, haven't been in the city. Yeah, 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 for sure. I guess it's a good, good place to um, wrap up. Yeah, th- thanks so much, everyone, for uh, listening. Yeah, thank you, everyone. If you'd like, feel free to shoot us an email with any questions. Um, our email is gearsandchronos at gmail.com. Um, and we also have an Instagram page, which has been very inactive. And that's my fault. It's uh, gearsandchronos um, on Instagram. So, yeah, thank you, everyone, for, uh, for listening and hope to speak to you all soon. Thank you so much. Thank you.